Hello, Allura Larry. Hi, welcome to the third episode um, of our mindful series here for Sleeping Sloth. Um, you can probably hear from the sounds that you're hearing, the humming, the wind, the cars moving past, and I'm actually outside today. I'm going to be recording from the outdoors and uh, next to a lovely um, space, um, a lovely town outside of um, where we are outside Seattle and Washington. And um, whilst usually I normally cover um, in the evenings when I'm awake, I just couldn't pass up this opportunity. So forgive me if it gets too loud. I do hope that you'll be able to still hear the message that I have to share, my experience um, today um, and what I've learned in regards to being more mindful and present. Um, so I guess today I'm going, I wanted to cover the the idea of being mindful when people speak to you not um, and supportive, not, mind, not mindful just in being aware of what they're doing, but also what they're saying and taking time to um, really hear what they're saying, hear their concerns. And for me, um, this is something I failed to do in the beginning of the experience today, which was our journey up up to up a mountain really um with my partner my children and my friends um and so basically we started off um with intentions of going on a hike um which we i must say my youngest was a little bit reluctant to participate in however um, a lot of the time I do recognize that there are fears and concerns and I try to sort of encourage them to take some chances and try new things and and reach their limitations before we change so I simply looked at this experience the first complaint is this I will say that I did fail however to be more mindful of his emotional well-being when he expresses needs not to go um, and that I'm currently reflecting on Um, however continuing on the story we did get to the base of the track um, which which I have to say was quite beautiful if I'm to describe it to you we have um, an open landscape of brown various shades of brown and some green but it's more rocky with boulders and small rocks Um, but we've got green and we've got brown the dryness from the heat Um, I think um, you know if you were to look you would see people walking um, in the distance high up and it's beautiful it will picturesque um, and something you would want to sort of walk on and experience. Um, so he did have a look at it have and, and, and it is it was quite a tall rocky space um, but you've got blue sky as well and clear and quiet and everything and um, but he looked up and he said I can't do this it's too high and I don't want to go on there now in my mind I'd you you do sometimes see something that looks quite high but when you're walking it's it it's not really always as high as it seems it's just sort of from an angle and perception and so I just thought thought to myself darling if you just walk if we just start walking you'll see that it's fine and you'll see that you've you'll you might enjoy it 
um, as well as you've enjoyed all the other hikes that you've um, we've done over um, this year, which you you really did truly enjoy. And so I took his hand to be more supportive in in and hearing what he was saying, but not actually, but failing to ask why. And we all began the walk. Um, on two occasions, he did stop in protest, and I did say to him, "Well, darling, can I want to go up?" And I think we we all really want to go up. So if you just come with us, and this space that I took of trying to really persuade him, I think became. I became lost in the whole aspect of mindfulness in that rather than really saying, okay, he's really fighting this, what can I do? I was more focused on, I'm feeling happy about this and I think you will too. And it was more what I thought he would enjoy or what I thought he would benefit from rather than listening to what he was telling me. Um, and so I persuaded him and I without shouting or threatening or anything I simply held his hand and listened to him as we continued walking up and we continued and we continued and we continued now I can reflect back to an area where I did have a moment of slippish slipping with my shoes and continuing on and not really thinking oh, we've still got to come down or this might be a little bit trickier than I did. It was simply being distracted by the fact that we were going up a new space and the fact that I felt if I can just hold his hand and be there to hear him, we will all be fine. And we continued on and he continued to express how he felt. And at, I would probably say maybe halfway up, he simply said, please take me back. And at this point, I think is where I did him the worst injustice, which was simply saying, well, darling, we've come this far. And, you know, the, I, the most we can do now is just keep going and we'll get to the end of it and then we'll come round the other way. Um, and perhaps I should have just taken him back. I will say that at this point, I was also torn in between, is this him truly just feeling this particular way? Or what if, and I will have to admit, I thought, what if we do go back? Is this going to be something that will continue on next time if he just doesn't want to do something? And he says, I'm not going to take me back. Do I then just um, follow Q and go or do I continue on and take him? So I, in a way, I kind of felt like I was sort of torn in between, no pun intended, a rock and a hard place. Um, but I was, I wasn't sure what this meant. I want to be supportive. I want to take you back when you want to. But at the same time, I want you to not stop whenever something gets too difficult. Um, and I want you to be able to take on the challenge and reach as far as you can before turning back and not limit yourself based on just fear, but really where you've reached your max. And so I took made the decision that we will keep going. And we kept going and we kept going. And eventually we the roads honestly became smaller and smaller and by then it was too late 
Um, I wouldn't say it was too late, but we were in a position of let, we have to keep going. And we kept going and we kept going. And eventually what basically happened is that the eldest one got to a point where he said, I can't do it. And I think that was an eye opener for me in saying, I've now got two children. And despite the fact that there are eight of us, I've got two children who have now said, this is it, this is the limit. And so we basically all fell down to, not falling down the cliff, sorry, but more falling to our knees and allowing our body to fall within on the path and saying, this is the limit. This is where they've come as far as they can and this is where we now have to work our way back down safely um, without getting hurt, but at the same time, without anger, without um, but being as supportive and as encouraging as possible. And this, I have to say, um, was a learning experience um, for me and I think for them as well, in that we... He basically allowed the elders to go past me and I sat there for a second thinking, okay, what do we do now? I've got a frightened child and I've, I've got two frightened children and I've got one who wants to get down safely and is scared. And so I, I looked at my youngest and I said, follow my cue. We're going to get down safely. I'm going to be here. I can't hold your hand because I need to be a body of support in case you slip. I'm going to give you directions now. And it was kind of finally bringing myself into my awareness of listening. Fine. I, I mean, I, I'm really sorry that I didn't listen to him in the beginning, but I, in a way you meditate through it and you say, you know what? I didn't hear, but I need to hear now. I need to listen to what they're going to say. I need to work out how I can be more supportive in getting them down safely. And that's what we did. It was quite a learning experience in that I now had to have a child who had lost some of his confidence in me, put his entire faith and trust in me again in this time. And that's what we did. So we, you know, I had to find words and I had to look at him and say, first of all, I admitted, I'm sorry. Yes, you, and I said those words out loud, not just in my head, but acknowledging him when he said, mum, I told you that um, this was going to be a high mountain and you didn't listen. And I looked at him and I said, yes, you are right. I did not listen. Now I have to get you down safely. And then when we get down to the bottom, you can express all the other ways that you feel. And he said, okay. And he said to me, I'm also scared. I'm frightened. He actually said the words, I'm frightened. And I looked at him and I said, it's okay to be frightened. It's all right to be frightened. In where you are, it is, it, it's fine. And feel that being frightened but know that I'm here and I'm not going to let anything happen to you so I need you to follow my guide and that's what we did with every branch I told him lay your back against you want to be as close to the the, the bush as possible you want to be as close to the um, ground as possible and what we're going to do we're going to go as slow as you need to go we're going to take it inch by inch this is not a race and it was 
quite a deep experience because I had to put away any concerns that I had about myself, any concerns I had about fears that I had about him possibly falling down a cliff or rolling down and just say, we need to focus on inch by inch. We are going to focus on this branch here, these prickly bits here and these trees. How can they support us in getting ourselves to a point within the path where you are able to stand and saying to yourself it doesn't matter how long and I looked at him this is not a race we can go as slow as you need to go if you need to take a breath we will take a breath if you need to take it slow and that's what we did he with every inch with every circle and as we moved it was interesting to feel um, our bodies within the path we don't need to stand if you don't feel safe standing bring yourself closer to ground and what I observed was that we self felt safer being closer to the ground rather than standing and so that's what we did I sat next to him I moved my body slowly and showed him how to move his body slowly, where to put his hand, where to feel, where to um, put himself. And in that movement, I also was able to be observant and say, these trees, these paths, these grass are here and they're here to support us as well. So put your hands on it, that will give you more friction, put your body on it, that will give you, um, and will take up, not give you more friction, but um, give you more support and reduce the amount of friction that will result in you slipping so let's use it, let's use the environment that we're in, let's use the space um, something that was also interesting was as we moved, there were areas that were more slippery than others but as we moved I, I was able to be aware that whilst there were lots of rocks on the path that for us for what we were wearing for where we were that it was too slippery and that if I were to clear some of the smaller pebbles and rocks that we were had more um we were able to stay, be more stable and to be more stable on the, the earth itself. And so that's what I did. As I moved, I felt for pockets within the ground. I was able to place my hands. And as I moved my body across, I made the observation cleared and presented them to him. Darling, look, I'm moving the path. I'm moving the rocks. And in the rocks, I was able to feel these spaces, these pockets. So can you see these pockets and I would clear a bit of dust so he could visually see put your body within this space put your body within this and um, these pockets within the ground and feel yourself sinking within it because you're not going when you sink into it you're going to feel more grounded you're going to feel as though you're in there and it it was amazing to see his transformation he you know he went from a point where he looked at me and he said mom I almost feel like this is and mind you he's seven and to be so observant he said mom this feels like this is the end of my life and I said no darling it's not I understand what it feels like but it's not the end of your life but as we moved on and he started to feel the 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 dints within there is and I said to him it's almost like it's there for you to fill in and you'll see he became more relaxed he would still say I at only at certain points I feel scared here but not no longer I'm continuously scared but I feel scared here okay darling yeah 
yes, I can see why you're scared here. And I'm going to go first. And when I get there, I will tell you what it feels like there. And so there was a point where you could, on the path where it did look as though you would fall, slip down. But as I, and it looked like that for me as well. But as we got into that path and we sat into it, I, it, it was almost like a, a bowl. And when I got there, I said to him, ah, darling, actually, it, I know it looks different for you. It looks as though it's, it's quite um, a steep path. But when you get here, once I get out of the space and you get here, you will see that it brings your knees up and your body falls in. And it's actually not straight down, but you're actually cradled in and look. And so he came in and I stopped him in that moment. I said, can you see that you're cradled in? And he said, yes. And we continue to make our way down. And just like that, we walked, we went inch by inch, slowly, as slowly as you can, until we were able to get, and mind you, on our path, he would say, and, you know, and I was supportive, and we, you know, with those who stayed on our side and those who went around, we, they went the other way because they'd crossed, but those who were, there were only four of us on our side, so there were three of us and one extra, and I, I would say to him, you are doing amazing, you are doing great you are doing fantastic you know and sometimes he'd say I'm never ever going on a hike again I'm never doing this and I said no darling you can't say that because you have conquered so much and you are doing amazing you are going inch by inch and you've done better than you realize you've come so far because I also didn't want him to say I'm never going to do this based on this experience and look at it as a negative experience but rather look at it as in I went my limit and I got back safely and I was fine and I'm alive and I'm breathing and I had those fears but I did it and so as he said I'm never going to I said well you know I'm sure you'll be able to do it's just that this is dry and next time we'll know our limitations and you'll know your limitations and we managed to finally get back and meet everybody at the bottom of it and by the time we were you know, once he got to a bit where he felt safer, his conversation changed. He wasn't in there anymore. He felt lifted. And I looked up and I said, Luponakai, look at how far you came. Look at how far you got all by yourself. You know, we were all supportive and you were able to get this far. Now look at this. And he was able to transition straight from there into a story about a character in his book who had gone on a hike. And from there we conversed, we talked. And by the time we got to the bottom, he no longer felt like he was never, ever going to anymore. And so it was really interesting to reflect back and say to myself, yes, I wasn't mindful all the time. And there, these are areas now that I do need to work on when people tell me something is to, even if I'm trying to encourage them to do something, I still need to hear their words and ask why, what is it that stops you or what is it that stops you from being able to do this, to, from being able to go out and reach your limit and how can I get you there and support you? And so that was definitely a learning experience for me in learning how to be supportive and how I can encourage um, my child, my children into reaching their limits and yet 
still being able to listen and turn around when they need to, but most importantly, admit that I had indeed failed to completely hear him, which I was able to acknowledge and do. So yes, this is it for my experience today in this beautiful afternoon. Um, we're sitting here into the car because the rest of everybody else went tubing and he did say I don't want to go tubing so I've decided to sit back and we're going to read books and you know relax and reflect but uh, this is this is it this is the experience and yeah so have a wonderful day wherever you are or have a good evening wherever you are and when you wake up or from this moment when you go on hear words hear what your children are saying hear what people are saying and be mindful in what they're saying and ask why and see where it is you can be supportive if you can help them encourage them to get to their limitations yes and if not it's okay don't put your needs constantly before theirs but also sometimes exchange and take time to put theirs as well and then you'll find time to try again so that's it for the day enjoy the rest of the week and i'll speak to you next week bye bye